Hello, and welcome to Thrive, a podcast that gives you strategies and inspiration to help you live your best life. Learn from us, two cancer survivors, as we show you how we don't just survive, but thrive. Hi, I'm Dara Kurtz, creator of CrazyPerfectLife.com, a place to go to help you find meaning each day, and author of the book, Crush Cancer, the book I needed when I heard those terrifying words, you have cancer, available on Amazon. Hi, I'm Garth Callahan. I am a seven-ton cancer thriver. But more importantly, I am also the original napkin notes dad. I've been writing notes to my daughter, Emma, and sticking them into her lunch ever since kindergarten. I don't name my house. I think Dara has named her house Bunker One. Is that Bunker it? Bunker One, baby. Uh, yeah. You know, you know, since you've you've given a number, there's always an implication that there are multiples, right? You know, because well, there's Air Force One, there's Marine One. Right. Uh, yeah, no, I like to do it that way, you know. And then, like for example, we're recording this during week seven in Bunker One, so it's just kind of been a way for me to keep track of everything to my children's dismay. <laughs> do you do you have like a little flip chart you know it's mm. been so many days since we've been outside no i do not but they do not appreciate the naming or the humor <laughs> let's well, just leave is, it at that that's a shame well I know, so right? um, we've both been in i guess i don't want to say quarantine because that's that's much stronger than what we're in but we're both in shelter in place states i've been working on the covid 19 response team for my company since I don't know I think it was like March 2nd or something like that and to be honest the time has just gone by so quickly for me because the amount of work that I've had to do uh, compared to my normal day-to-day is at least twice what it what it normally is and um, and so I feel like I work and sometimes eat or stress eat even, uh, we can talk about that maybe later, and then go to bed. You know, I think that's a little bit, that's an uncommon situation because a lot of us are finding that we have more time than we've ever had before. And this isn't always a good thing because sometimes when you have too much time, you have a lot of time to think. And right now, a lot of people are feeling really anxious because of all the uncertainty that we find ourselves living in right now. And then add to that, you know, the different layers of chaos that is going on in a lot of people's homes, right? Like I have two daughters who are online schooling, if you will. They're not happy about it. My husband's working from home. You know, there's just a lot of different layers of chaos. And I think, so today we're going to be talking about how to find peace in the chaos that exists today. And we all, uh, all we all need that. Well, and I think the the great thing about this topic, Dara, is that whatever we learn now can absolutely be applied to any other time of stress that we have in our lives in the future. Yeah, that is so true. So true. If we let ourselves. I mean, yeah, and it's uncomfortable right now. A lot of people are feeling uncomfortable because there's so much unknown. And so what do you do without unknown? How do you process it? How do you get up every day not knowing when this is going to end, not knowing what the future looks like? I mean, you know what I'm talking about. We all have so many different levels of uncertainty. Well, and the uncertainty takes, there's not just levels, but it's, I guess, sideways moves too, right? Yeah, so, so it's, true. You think that you've started to adapt to this chaos and the uncertainty, and then something new crops up that nobody would have ever thought of. And 
sometimes. And then you're kind of like, great, yet another thing I right. have to deal with. <laughs> right. And, and oh, by the way, there are still our regular day-to-day -day responsibilities that sometimes we are not able to give up. Like, I'll, I'll be honest, like things like mowing the lawn or doing house cleaning or whatever. And I'm going to tell you, I'm going to share this. I don't think I've told you this, Dara, but the level of chaos and uncertainty in my home right now is at an all-time high. I would say higher than it was even when Lisa was pregnant, right? And, and imagine the first time you're pregnant and all of the uncertainty and chaos that happens with that. I know that I've told the story once about how I built Emma's first crib and I built it in the hallway because the room wasn't quite ready and then discovered that the crib, of course, didn't get through <laughs> the doorway, funny. right? <laughs> so, I mean, that that's the type of, of uncertainty and chaos that I'm comparing this to. So just like you, right? So everybody's home right now. Lisa is on furlough. Emma is taking classes from home, although she just had a couple of days break. Her spring semester starts today. And I, of course, I work from home normally, but I'm working from home like in no, no un, you know, some ungodly amount of hours that I would have never imagined. And oh, by the way, I still have to manage treatments and things like that, which is challenging because I don't want to, I really want to be socially distanced from the people around me at the infusion center. And within the past, um, I'm going to say four weeks, our main television stopped working, which is, you know, when you're stuck at home, that's, that's a really that's important thing idea. to have, right? Yeah. Uh, we had two separate and independent leaks in our kitchen. Mm. And we actually now have no dishwasher, haven't had oh, a dishwasher for a no. couple of weeks. And we have three levels of exposed floor. Oh, okay. All right. So, um, I, so I will see your... Oh, I'm not uh, done yet. Oh, you're not done. I'm not done yet. Oh, okay. okay. Um, so for the past four or five days, maybe even a week at this point, we've had some sort of drying contraptions in our kitchen. What does that right? mean? So these really big fans and a dehumidifier. Okay. okay. And it's so loud that so people have to come into the house to set that up. Yes. To see that would have caused me a whole nother level of anxiety. Ab actually. Absolutely. I don't want anyone coming in my house right so, now. So so we had to have the insurance adjuster. We had to have the mitigators come in. Oh my gosh. Um did they, and, wear, did they wear masks and stuff? Yeah everybody okay. was everybody was really aware of my own personal situation as well as the fact that nobody wants to give somebody sure. else COVID. Sure. And so, and, and I'm not joking, the fans are so loud that even upstairs with my door closed, you can hear them. Wow. And so I go for treatment last Wednesday. No big deal, right? The, the day is very, very successful. I come home, try to take a nap. No big deal. And of course, we're not driving anywhere because we're we're pretty much staying at home. And uh, Lisa comes to me a couple of days ago and she's like, hey, did you notice that your tire was flat? <laughs> <laughs> and so my tire is flat and the garage where I bought the tire so I could get it fixed or replaced is closed because of COVID. So my truck is in my driveway. And I could put the spare on, but I can't replace the main. And, you know, with a truck, the tires are fairly large. So the the size of the spare relative to the size of, of the regular tires is very small. And you know what? I, uh, 
I, I feel like my life right now is a little bit like a country song. Yeah. Yeah. I, wow. Okay. So after everything you said, you know, what really got me the most, what the one thing that after you told me, I like really took pause with the dishwasher because oh, I'm going to tell you, I am doing dishes. I think I'm emptying and loading the dishwasher no less than three times a day right now because it's the, the number of meals. So if you're listening to this and you have people, people, your family, um, you know, these <laughs> <So> people, <laughs> right. If you have people back in your home from, um, college or just having, you know, the kids in the house and whatever, you know, exactly what I'm talking about. I mean, so many of my friends have texted me. They're like the dishes. It's just the quantity of dishes is overwhelming at times. So for I... you to be doing it all by hand <laughs> right now. Okay. Wow. <clears throat> that yeah. that's like, that really caused me to take pause. It, and, it's you know, challenging. Yeah, I can only imagine. And can I, I can, I'm going to share something with you, Dara. Yeah. And this is, I this feel like is we're like, whispering. I feel like I it's am, a secret. I, yeah. I, I am whispering because I don't want my wife or daughter to hear me because I'm going to rant a little bit. Ooh, they're not doing their share. No, <laughs> so they're not doing their share in that. I think that they kind of feel like it's okay to always take a new glass when they need a new sip of water. Yeah, my kids are doing that too. And it makes me so frustrated. And I said to John, I said, John, I thought our kids were like better helpers than they are. That has been one thing that I am not happy about discovering. You know, it's just someone wants a sip of water. Oh, I think I'll just take another glass yeah. and leave it here for mom. Which, and, then, and with no dishwasher. Oh, right. You're just kind of like, designate a glass for the day or right. maybe two days. I don't know. I'm very conscious of that myself. And I was doing the dishes last night and turned around and I looked at all of the dirty glasses on the counter and I thought, okay, we just did dishes. How is it that we have six glasses that are dirty yeah. in a house of three people? And oh, by the way, I've used the same one for like four days now. <laughs> yeah. I told my husband, I'm like, you know, after all this, I really, I hope our relationships have actually strengthened and not like, you know, diminished a little bit because there's a lot of tension in the house at times, just because everyone's sort of feeling there's different levels of stress that everyone in my family's feeling, right? So Zoe's home from college. She misses her college friends. She doesn't know when they're going to go back. Her internship has completely changed what that looks like. Her summer abroad program has now completely been put on hold. I mean, she doesn't know what the future looks like, as none of us do. But, okay, so that's her box. Then, you know, Avi, she's about to finish her junior year of high school. Well, we haven't really completely finished the college <laughs> tours. We're not probably going to be able to necessarily finish the college tours. What does that look like? What does her senior year look like? What's going to happen with standardized testing? Blah, 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 blah. Then... John, you know, he's working from home. When are courts going to open back up? How is that going to play out? Someone at the courthouse got, you know, got the virus and the courthouse closed down again. Just there's so many different individual stresses. And when you put it all together, it yeah. doesn't necessarily bring out the best in our family quality time. So I have to ask you this, Dara, because I, you know, I, I visited you and in, in the back of my head, I have a pretty good idea of like your home layout, but I don't think that I've ever been upstairs. 
And I've noticed this with my my coworkers in okay. that a lot of my coworkers who work from home, we have a dedicated space, right? My home office space is in fact the smallest room in the house, but really that's all I need. And you know right? what the the best word about that whole, whole comment that you just said was my home yes. space. Yes. So it's your space. Yes. And and even though like I, I remember when I first took this room over when basically when we came into the home, basically, you know, it was the home computer. Right. Right. And, but, but now it's right. mine. Right. So right. so Lisa, Perfect. because she has a laptop, she would never come in here to use the computer. She can print to the printer and, and whatnot. But everything, all of the bookshelves, your, all of the, everything, it's mine. Right. Space. I have a number of coworkers who are not working from home typically and now they are and they don't have their own space and i can tell that because they are taking video calls from their kitchen table or something like that and so john working from home does he have his own space there to work yeah so john's taken over the basement okay which is working which is working really well zoe is taking has pretty much taken over the sunroom which is my office so if you look behind me, Garth, I don't know if you can see it, but it's pretty much trashed, as is my whole entire house. I mean, these people don't clean up after themselves. These people don't believe in, like, straightening up, you know, at the end of the day, straighten up your workspace for the next day. If I'm going to just turn around for funsies, oh, yeah, there's two glasses. Those are her two glasses from yesterday, you know. And then Avi's working upstairs. So she's in her room working upstairs. So there's just, my house has pretty much gone to hell in terms of just the, the organization, the cleanliness. I mean, I'm trying to keep it up as best I can, as I'm sure a lot of our listeners can relate to. But I joke and say, you know, at the end of this, we're going to need to have like a Mr. Fix-It guy come in here and just spend like a whole entire day. Oh, I know. People Everything's breaking. Yeah. People are talking about like all of their home projects that they're getting done. And I'm like, oh my God, I just barely have enough time to do laundry. Yeah. Yeah. And, right. And so we're, and we're in a very similar situation in that we were fortunate enough to have a, a few hours advance notice to get Emma off of campus. Mm -hmm. Right. Also, because all of the students were there already. You were really fortunate because right. you picked her, you, you got her stuff out of there really fast. Right. And and yeah. I know that a lot of her peers, their stuff is still on campus because they were away on spring break when the colleges said, yeah, don't come back for a little while. Yeah. And they haven't been allowed back on. So, but you but, have all of her stuff all over your house. Not only do we have all of her stuff, which is okay, right? She did a really good job about putting away her clothes and things like that. And she does have a, a dedicated desk in the guest room for working, well, right? So, so that's good. But you know what we don't have space for? All of the food. Yeah. So I know what you're talking about. Like all about. of the dry goods there. I, I went downstairs it's just yesterday. Everywhere. It's just spread out everywhere. Don't you well, find that? Well, for, yeah. For, I, for us I, it is. All of that food had kind of taken over our dining room table and there was some stuff piled in bags, like the shopping bags in the dining room floor. And I went down yesterday and I'm not sure where this rack came from, but uh, somebody had a rack uh, and maybe it was Emma's from school that I didn't realize. And so all of the dry goods are kind of like stocked up in the dining room. Um, yeah. You know, it's, it's almost like world war two, right? You, where you, you, you're hoarding your food, your sugar, your flour, whatever. Yeah. Um, and yeah. in our, in our dining room as well, 
our old TV because I can't take it anywhere. I can't, right? I can't recycle it. Can't you just take it to Goodwill and, and leave it? I'm not going and, to Goodwill. No, you don't have to go in. You can just drop it off. And like, then well, I could, except it. guess what? With a little note that says, got a little flat tire issue. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I know what you mean. Like our dining room right now. Okay. So the whole, the whole package delivery thing right now just really causes me unnecessary anxiety because I don't want any packages coming into my house and I don't want these people to be ordering things <laughs> that we don't necessarily need. But every once in a while, my husband who doesn't sleep really well right now, you know, I'll find that he's perusing Amazon at three in the morning and he was able to get paper towels. So, you know, we might have a box of 12 rolls of paper towels that are delivered and, and all of that makes its way into the dining room. So yeah, I know what you mean. It's like, I, it's just, it's just shit everywhere all over the house. A long time ago, I ran across this piece of furniture, the shelf unit that I really wanted and it was on sale and I kind of hemmed and hawed and it was literally on sale for only one day and I missed it. And I kind of swore to myself that I was going to buy it the next time it went on sale. And it's probably been a year, like literally a year. And, and how much is this unit, by the way, just for funsies? Oh, it's 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 inconsequential. The sale price was like $100. Okay. Right. So it's- And how it's, much did you really want this? Really badly, but- so Why didn't you just buy it? Because the sale price was 100 Okay. But the regular price was much higher. And, okay. and I was like, well, I'm not- I know. Right. It was the principle. I also, I had a piece of furniture that I'd have to get rid of right. that I'm replacing this with. Not a big deal, right? But it went on sale about three weeks ago. Mm, so did you buy it? Of course I bought it. And it was even less than the $100 before. Because yeah, you can pretty much get anything you've ever wanted right now for a discount. Right. And it's been sitting on my front porch in the box for two and a half weeks. I fully support that. I 100% refuse to open any packages that come. I mean, I don't even want it. Every well, Sunday. At this point, I, it, it's definitely whatever might have been on yeah. there. No, no, no. But then I also, now I have to take the time to empty the other furniture right. that, that it's going to replace and then build it and then put it in. And I love this. And I, I, I'm almost ashamed to admit the reason why I, I bought this. Yeah. It's so that I could store my fountain pens and ink better. <laughs> Oh my gosh. All of the other storage. Yeah, this would actually is, be a fun thing for you to do. It would be a great thing for me wow. to do because I, I would be like giddy. Yeah, you would. You would. Every Sunday I decide to get the mail for the week because I just, <laughs> <laughs> I'm not getting the mail except for Sundays right now because I don't even want to deal with it. It's nothing that I want. And it's just another layer of stuff that has to come into the house that, I don't so know. I have started um, collecting the mail. Mm -hmm. So I, I go outside, I go to the mailbox, I collect the mail. You and sort I it outside. I walk right yeah. to the trash can, yep, and recycle bin, and dump whatever is unnecessary. And it turns out that it's almost all I know. necessary. Like, to be honest, yeah. I don't care what Aldi has on sale this week. Yeah. I mean, if I'm going to go to Aldi, I'm going to buy it anyway, Which right? Which you better not be doing now anyway. But I I just pretty much every Sunday you could find me sitting sitting by the by the mailbox in the street <laughs> with, <laughs> with all the mail scattered on the ground. 
But you know what? I'm going to tell you something, and this is actually a little bit serious. The biggest stress for me right now is living with people who don't see the importance or the level of social distancing that I believe we all need to maintain right now. And we don't know when that's going to change. And so the biggest stress for me, and this is, this can really be on a day-to-day basis, Garth, is me having arguments with my kids, sometimes my spouse about what we're needing to do and why we need to maintain it and how long, I don't know how long, I don't know what's going to happen next week. You know, everything, if you think about it, we didn't even know about the coronavirus, what, like eight weeks ago. So, you know, it wasn't in our realm, if you will. So it it certainly wasn't part of our vocabulary, right? Yeah. So there's a lot of loud, unpleasant, stressful conversations that are going on in my house on a day-to-day basis. It's the same conversation and I'm the heavy, right? So like, you know, I, I think, and I hate it. I'm going to be honest with you. I'm in a similar situation, which is interesting because at the beginning of this cycle, when coronavirus was just starting to kind of come into the news, I absolutely was of the mindset that this is just the flu. We don't need to be panicking. I don't think we need to be panicking today either, but it's, it's obviously very different. We're not panicking, but we're trying to be smart. See, there's a difference there. And so I think the the challenge that you have and that I have, and I might be a little bit more successful with my daughter than I have been with Lisa, is that it's very, very possible that you can be infected for a good amount of time before you exhibit any symptoms. Absolutely. And the last thing you want to do is be responsible for somebody else getting sick. A hundred percent. And look, you're going through treatment, you know, you're almost done. I had breast cancer six years ago. My immune system is really happy right now. I don't want to do anything to change my immune system. I don't want to tax my body. Anyone who's been through any kind of health situation, we know that we want to stay as healthy as possible, which means I want to do everything I possibly can do to help myself be the healthiest version. And taking unnecessary risks right now is just not something I'm willing to do or I'm comfortable with. And that's been really hard for my kids to, I don't know, you know, they, they each have a boyfriend. They want to touch their boyfriends. Okay. Let's just be honest. They want to touch their boyfriends. I haven't even let them hug their boyfriends. And so we're going on week eight and you know, there will be people listening to this right now that will think that's ridiculous. Why am I not letting them do that? Because, you know, it's kind of like, remember back in the day, we would say, like, exactly if you sleep if you sleep with someone, you're basically sleeping with every person that that person slept with. Well, you know, if you hug someone, you're basically hugging every person that that person came in contact. I mean, am I, I, was, do you think I, was, I'm, going a, I was going a little bit more um, wholesome with my oh. idea of uh, when I was <laughs> a kid. This is a rated was, G podcast. <laughs> there was a, uh, oh, this is not, definitely no, not. No, I know. I'm just kidding. Uh, so... When I was a kid, there was this shampoo commercial and it was like, and I told a friend and they told a friend and so on and so on. That's where I was going, (laughs) but, but it's the same thing. Right. And it's people who are very extrovert and socially engaged. uh, They're absolutely struggling right now. Well, I'm a very extroverted person and look, 
there's so many ways we can connect with other people. And, you know, that's actually something we should take a t- take moments to, to realize. Cause there are people, a lot of people out there are feeling very disconnected, but my mom, yeah, my mom, my mom just had her 78th birthday Aww. by herself. Oh, did they do a drive by like honking thing? They didn't. That would be really disturbing at a funeral home. Oh, <laughs> But, but um, <laughs> there were, um, there were, some okay, wait people... a second. If you're new to the podcast, Garth's mom lives in the funeral home. <laughs> Let's just leave it at that right now. A number of her friends like came by and dropped off goodies on her Let's porch. See. Okay. My sister and I bought her a new tablet and installed Skype on it so that we can do video Aww. chats with her. That's amazing. And but, but older people right now are definitely feeling disconnected. People definitely are. And it, it is hard. And, but at the same time, thank, thank God for technology, right? I mean, we are so lucky. We have more ability to connect with people that aren't in our same physical location than any right. other time in history. But getting back yeah. to what we were talking about, though, because I want to I wanna stay on that subject. So it's hard when people are living together, but they're not all on the same page, Garth. So yes, but you know what? Here's here's the, the interesting thing and my viewpoint on this. This, the conflict within families mm-hmm. existed before coronavirus came to, to light. It was just different conflicts. It was different ways of looking at things. And because everybody's kind of hanging out together 24 seven. They're all coming. Um, it's coming up more. <clears throat> right. Those conflicts are, they, they escalate more quickly. I think everybody has a little bit shorter of a yeah. fuse. Yeah. Uh, are you having tension? Are y'all having conflict over there? Yes. But our biggest conflict, fortunately, so Emma and I are, are both introverts. Right. Right. And so I'm like, oh, I have to stay home. Oh, oh yeah. this I, is I, like my dream come true. I, I don't have to go and be social with all of my friends every Saturday night. Oh, <laughs> yeah. what a shame. I think Emma doesn't necessarily see it quite like that because obviously she's very much missing her college yeah, roommates and her really friends. Missing their friends yeah. um, Lisa, I think, is having a little bit harder of a time. But the, you know, a way around it is um, so interestingly enough, even though she's furloughed, her work has regular Zoom happy hours. Yeah. Right. Well, I think that's great. Um, and Emma is very connected with um, with her school because yeah. of Zoom. Outside of the not going out, mm-hmm. you know, let let's avoid touching and let's avoid shopping and let's avoid whatever yeah. as we can. I think that we all have all learned to balance some of the difficulties with that. As an example, we felt like it was acceptable risk for us to go pick up tacos from one of our favorite restaurants i don't i think that's fine you wear a mask you they put it you prepay they put it in the trunk you go home and you wipe it down i mean look we're picking up food every once in a while because we want to support local businesses and honestly there's only so much cooking this mom can do okay because like i said these people aren't necessarily stepping it up when it comes to helping in the kitchen as much as I would like. So I think that's enough. I don't think that's even a huge risk. Did you feel like it was a huge risk? Um, No, I didn't feel like it was a huge risk, but again, it was one of those things that maybe a few weeks ago we wouldn't have done. You took pause. 
Right. Um, but also and, places and now, are doing better. Places are right. doing so much better in terms of wearing gloves, masks, wearing masks. gloves, yeah. making yeah. sure that they are queuing people up. Right. Yeah. So that, you know, there's a delivery time, like you're, you need to show up at five 30, you yeah. are going to have a parking space and that's where you're going to be. Yeah. And they're managing their, their I think places are doing a really good job for the most part. Yeah. They are. Um, and you know, again, that was great for us because that was one night of no dishes. Thank goodness. Right. Yeah. And it was also just kind of like, who would have thought we would have had a lot of fun driving to pick up tacos. <laughs> you, know, <laughs> you know, that's, that's actually one thing that my mom has done every, every, couple of days or so she goes out and she just goes for a drive oh she doesn't you. necessarily go anywhere she's just, just driving around to take a look at things freedom of yeah so um, one thing that really caused the weekly conflict for this week was the discussion of what summer's gonna look like for yeah and and I you know I I said I hate to be the bearer of bad news friends but summer's pretty much gonna look like it looks right now <laughs> except for you're not gonna have a lot of homework to distract you and you know that's not a happy thought Garth we haven't really gone into what summer looks like yeah um, you know we've we had a trip planned to to Ireland in fact I should be there right now I know I'm so sorry. <clears throat> Um, and we've postponed that until September. And to be honest, we've had a couple of conversations. As yeah, I'm not sure about that, Garth. What that even looks like uh, in September. But see, that's the uh, whole point is we don't know. So, yeah, so you know, it's getting Dara, comfortable not knowing. It's just being comfortable in the unknown. Well, and that's the thing. I mean, think about how many things we didn't know beforehand. False sense of control. Right. And... I think that we all have to embrace the restrictions that we yeah. have yeah. And, and we don't have to like them. Exactly. I've said this before and I, I don't want to go like really deep into it because I'll probably start crying. Right. But when we talk about my illness and the relationship I've had with God through this illness yeah. is that, you know, one of the things I realized, it took me a while to realize, but it was okay for me to not like the path that I was on, but it was not okay for me to walk that path without joy. Mm, gosh, that's good. Right. Because I couldn't change it. Right. There were, there was nothing I was going to do to change it. So I better figure out yeah. how to not be a sullen, angry person. Acceptance. Right. But you're, and, ma but you were mature in the way you were looking at it. You were looking at it in a more mature manner than maybe Yes, but but again, it took me. It I don't know. Me, admittedly, it took me a while to get yeah. to that point. So you know, so here we are in this new situation, this new normal. Um, we don't know what tomorrow is going to bring in terms of you know states reopening, or is it even going to be safe to reopen? Or if the state opens, who cares? Are you still going to stay at home? Right. You don't want to put your family at unacceptable risk. So, yeah. how do you? Until um, there's a vaccine, I, I really don't. Our normal lives aren't going to look normal, if you will. Right. And so I think here's where we need to focus. And, and it's not just for our immediate family, but also for our communities. What can we do to bring hope? Yeah. What can we do to manage the chaos? How can we help ourselves and our communities? So let's list out some things because I want to give people some concrete 
some things they can actually like listen to this and think, oh yeah, I hadn't considered that. Maybe I'll spend some time figuring out how to do, bring this into my life or doing this. I, I think people need, people want concrete specifics. So let's break it down. So I'm going to, I'm going to share one, one that's, that's, that is your, your example and you should be doing this right now. Oh, I should because, be doing because okay. you do because you you, you don't want to deviate from this previous practice that you've had. I think that you should continue to walk around your neighborhood and put four leaf clovers in people's mailboxes. Yeah, so I actually I'm limiting the number of four leaf clovers that I pick every day when I walk because I want to be fair to all the clovers. <laughs> okay, fair enough. But yeah, I mean, I'm I'm really not doing that because I'm not touching people's mailboxes right now. To but be you perfectly could, honest with you. Okay. I, I mean, I could put but, it on top. Or you could wear some gloves. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And I'm looking at this from the perspective of two things. One is the the person who opens up their mailbox unexpectedly and they see this four leaf clover and they're like, oh, and they don't know how it got there, but they think to themselves, someone thought of me. Right. Yeah. Some, but the other thing is, imagine from the other perspective, imagine if the mailman is coming by and to put mail in and he's like, oh, they left me a four leaf clover. Mm, sweet. I and like so, that. And so there's just this in, enhanced goodwill that costs nothing and the risk is minimal. And you are out there doing really, you know, you're spreading hope in a way that um, doesn't take a lot of effort. But the after effects can be massive. You know, that person could think, oh, today's going to be my lucky day. So, all right, take that a little bit further. You could get fine rocks, paint little messages on rocks, scatter them around. You could bake cookies and leave cookies on your neighbor's steps. I mean, there's so many different ways you can do. I think what we're saying is do something for someone else. Um, I know a lot of people in my community have gotten together and are sewing masks. And, you know, that's been a beautiful project that the community has kind of taken on. And so many people are contributing to that. They're doing something to help the community give workers masks, and it's an activity that they enjoy doing. They enjoy sewing. So think of a way that you can help someone else and stop maybe thinking about yourself. And when you think about someone else, it feels good. So I'm, I'm going to share this uh, because it was such a, a sweet story. One of my mom's Facebook friends, I think made some post about an apple pie she had just made and my mom commented something nice and innocent about oh i'd love to have a piece mm. of that pie and what did the friend do she, she cut a piece of pie oh. she put it on a, a disposable plate wrapped it up brought it to my mom's front or porch right left and then sent a message and said there's a piece of pie for you okay how fun is that Yes. And, and think again, think about the good flowing emotions that happen from both the giving and the receiving in that action. Just a win all around. Right. Absolutely. And, you know, I'll, I'm going to share one thing again. I know this is a silly example, but it's concrete. Our next door neighbor, she turned three on Sunday. Aww. And, you know, if you think about it, she is not going to care that she didn't have a, a, a third birthday party, right? Nobody ever remembers she doesn't their third even know. birthday party, yeah. right? But their parents kind of, you know, I'm, I'm sure their, their parents were yeah. a little Absolutely. bit down about it. And so Lisa organized uh, that all of the neighbors, and, and so we live in a cul-de-sac, so the, the 
fronts of our driveways are fairly close to each other. <clears throat> we all went out at one o'clock in the afternoon Aww. and made noise, banging pots and pans and saying happy birthday for the three-year-old. Okay, that's so cute. <clears throat> and again, you know, it was something small, didn't cost us anything. The level of effort was very, very low. But, you know, what happened afterwards is everybody kind of hung out and stood at the end of their driveways and talked and chatted. And now we're scheduling a driveway happy hour. Oh, I love it so much. Yeah, because people just want to feel connected. And I think in a way it's strengthening relationships like with your neighbors that maybe you wouldn't have ever done because you would have been so distracted with everything else. So that's amazing. Exactly. Um, I love that so much. You know, I think another thing is just trying to find the peace within your walls. So, you know, we joked around how our homes are chaos inside, right? But I mean, I do think just taking a little bit of time to, I know I feel better when I have a straight, clean desk, if you will. So, I mean, just taking a little bit of time to kind of get your home in order, whatever that looks like for you. Maybe that means taking the boxes outside of my, out of my dining room. Maybe that means, you know, trying to just decrease the clutter a little bit. I I think that'll give you, I know it does for me and it will kind of a sense of this isn't as chaotic as it necessarily has to be. We can try to control the way our living quarters look a little bit more than maybe we have. So and I'm, I'm going to end on this note. Huh, no pun intended. I actually didn't plan that. You know, write a note of appreciation to somebody. Yeah, I love that so, so much. Or a letter, a letter. Yeah. Right, right. Yeah. So, um, you know, there are some folks that I admire um, either because of the actions that they've taken or because of the works that they do like wholeheartedly. I have a stack of paper and sit down and, and write a, a note. And by the way, I'd say at least half of the people I don't actually personally know. Yeah. I've been trying to write letters too, just because I love the whole power of letters and I have time to write letters now. And just sitting down and taking the time to write it and thinking about the person receiving it is great, but also it makes me happy to actually write the letter. So it's like joyful in two different ways. It's it's great that you can recognize that, you know, that there's two sides of that joy, right? You're, you're not just providing joy to somebody else. You're enhancing your own joy. So I'm going to leave on my napkin note for the day. Uh, and this was actually one that I wrote recently, and I've said it at work a lot lately, which is... You know the cool thing about hope? If you have it, you can give it. Mm, I love that. So be good to yourself. Take care of yourself. Go easy on yourself. You know, we're all doing the best we can. We don't necessarily have to have all the answers. Just we're taking it one day at a time, one week at a time. And remember, we'll get through this. We're all in it together. It's okay to to give yourself and your loved ones an extra little bit of grace this time. Mm, I'll remind myself that here in Bunker One when when the daily <laughs> tension starts up. <laughs> uh, well, you know, the nice thing about grace is that it's actually unlimited. It's, it's there if you choose to give it. Ooh, I like that. Thanks for listening. Thrive is created with the hope that we help you develop motivation and inspiration to make your life remarkable. You can find out more about me at napkinnotesdad.com. I invite you to get my free audio download, Reclaim Your Life at crazyperfectlife.com with tips and tools to help you feel your best. 
It would mean so much to us if you shared this with your friends and family and left us a review on iTunes. Remember, you deserve to thrive. Thrive Podcast is copyrighted by Dara and Garth.